Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 2022 series of the Sexy Selfish Podcast. I cannot believe this has been running now for eight years. What am I talking about? Not eight years, four years. I do not know what just happened to my brain, but because I'm thinking 2018. Anyway, we've been running for four years, not eight years, but four years, over 200 episodes of the podcast. Currently, when I'm recording this, it's over 11,500 downloads. Um, and exciting news, we just got accepted onto Spotify this morning. Um, that's been a little bit of a process, just, you know, due to one little typo error that has taken months to get sorted out. But yes, we're officially on all the major podcast, uh, what would you call it, platforms now? On SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iPodcasts. And it's really cool. I'm excited to see where this goes next but that's not what I'm here to talk about today 2022 epic year moving forward so many lessons learned in 2021 so many exciting things planned for 2022 and I know that in January in 2022 every year I normally talk a lot about goals and I feel like I've done that I feel like at the moment I have said everything I need to say about goals I run my goal setting like a badass workshops they're really fucking powerful I've taught hundreds of women how to set intention soul aligned goals and create action plans to get there i feel like i've really done that i do it well and the women who join me on those online or those live classes they they know what's going on um so i'm not going to talk about goals today i'm actually going to talk about something else and this was a top podcast topic that was suggested to me by my one of my team members katrina um, who handles a lot of the sexy selfish admin so if you get emails from us from admin or if you send inquiries about billing or payments or courses and stuff it's katrina on the other end of those emails answering them so she had a really interesting podcast topic that she put forward to me and i went yes this is brilliant i would love to speak on this and what we're going to be talking about today is terms and conditions and why you should read the fucking terms and conditions because no one does right no one reads the terms and conditions. I think in my life, I have been stung so many times by fine print that now I am the person who reads the terms and conditions. And my team of women that support me in Sexy Selfish are also the type of women who read terms and conditions. So it's always very interesting for us when we get a client who's like, oh, I didn't know that. And we're like, it's clearly stated like everywhere. And they're like, oh, I didn't read any of that. And I guess it kind of makes us go collectively as a team. We're like, how do you make decisions without reading stuff, without looking at all the information? And it comes back to really the toxic marketing and toxic culture of the FOMO and the urgency and the false scarcity that we're just so used to in marketing, not let alone like 
product-based business i know you've always got those end of financial year sales and you know there was a particular furniture shop here in adelaide that was closing down closing down sale for about six years um i think we are so used to those tactics we are so used to this feeling of urgency and rushing and panic surrounding purchases and decisions and choices that we've really forgot to trust ourselves and we forgot to really make an informed decision. Now, this is something I'm super passionate about in my business, in the industry as a whole, because I have been stung in the past. You know, do you guys remember when we used to have phones and you would buy credit? You'd buy like $30 of Optus or Telstra credit and put it on your phone. And then, you know, when Aaron and I first started texting before we were boyfriend, girlfriend, um, it was like we'd run out of credit talking to each other too much. And then we'd have to wait like, oh yeah, I'll text you tomorrow. I got to go down and buy credit from, (laughs) you can buy it from the servo or from the Telstra shop or whatever. Um, It'd always be like, oh yeah, I got to go down and buy some more credit. Or you'd have to call up with your mom's credit card and put more credit on your phone. And then everything moved to pay, like to plans. I don't even know if that whole credit system is still available here in Australia, but you go to your first phone plan and I remember just being so excited about getting it. I was finally working. I was managing a couple of different optical stores. I just bought a new car. And I think because I was 19, actually I was 18 when I started doing this, I was 18, but I was managing people who were a lot older than me. Like, I mean, women in their fifties and sixties. And I was driving this little Mazda one, two, one bubble car with my P plates on it. And I just felt like a total amateur. So I went and got this nice new car And then I went and got a BlackBerry phone. So I felt really professional, but I got screwed over with the plan because I didn't realize, you know, if something happens to the phone, even if the phone breaks and I had to update my phone, this is way before phone insurance was a thing. I would still have to continue paying the old plan. And that was the first instance of me. I was like, yeah, I think just 19. And I really went, oh my God, the terms and conditions here screwed me over or I didn't pay attention. And it's a very normal thing to not pay attention. It's a very normal thing to just like tick. Yeah, I understand the terms and conditions. That's totally fine. But I think I've had enough experiences in my life personally where now I'm the person that reads the terms and conditions. I, I definitely do. If I'm signing up to a membership, a gym membership, if I'm looking at a new phone plan, if I am, you know, even just signing up to like an online subscription box service, anything like that. Even the other day, my daughter wanted to sign up to, um, star dolls online, which is like an online dress up program. So my sister and I, back when dial up internet first came, you know, dial up internet tone. And we would, we had this one computer that we got off of a friend of a friend's parents that were getting rid of it or something. It was so old, you know, had the huge white back box at the back, took hours to load anything, the dial up internet tone. And we would play The Sims. We were allowed to play The Sims on our computer. And when, but before we had The Sims, we would play these online doll dress-up games. And now I look back, I'm like, that's probably like totally grooming. But my sister has amazing fashion sense from it. Me, not so much. But we played these online dress-up doll games for hours and hours and hours, just picking different outfits. And so Holly was kind of at this age. She's like, Mom, I'm getting really sick of playing the same games on Nintendo. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this particular game's still around. Turns out it is. They've changed their models a little bit. Like you have to register with an account. You have to acknowledge that the child is under 12, but you're over 18 and you can get permission, whatever. And I sat there for 20 minutes and read the terms and conditions because, you know, it's my kids. It's my privacy. It's a choice. It's a membership. I want to know where the information goes. And like, I'm not some crazy overprotective Nazi. I'm really not. But 
I'm pretty casual about a lot of things, but when it comes to memberships, signing up for stuff, terms and conditions, where can my information go? Um, I do think that that's kind of important. And when I sign up to something that's not a once off purchase, I need to know how do I get out of this if I need to, or what's the process to get out of it. I remember I signed up for uh, Tracy Harris, Mums with Hustle, her social method society. And I was so excited about it, but I read the terms and conditions uh, just to make sure that if I wasn't getting what I thought I would get out of the membership, or if I wasn't making the most out of it, I would be able to leave. So I already knew the process. If I wanted to cancel, I needed to give them seven days notice. I needed to email and the one particular subject needed to be in the email header. So I knew going into it that I could cancel. Um, I've done that with other memberships, with gym memberships, you know, always being aware of, you know, what's it take to get out of this contract? What's my options? What's my options here to get a refund? Stuff like that. So I'm just the type of person that reads all that stuff. So it still kind of blows me away when I have people join my products and services without due diligence. And it's not like I'm actively going out there trying to stop people making informed decisions because there's plenty of marketers. There are plenty of coaches. There are plenty of social selling tactics where, you know, they get you on a webinar and they use a countdown timer and they put all these fake people in this group chat saying, oh yeah, Linda signed up and oh yeah, Katie signed up and everyone's so excited and really nothing's happening. And they use all these fake tactics to give people this sense of urgency. And it's called psychological sales these days and they talk about it and they promote it and it's all meant to be this very shiny, amazing thing, but it's basically just using proven cult tactics to get us to hand over our money. I'm very aware of that. I am constantly listening to podcasts, reading articles about ethical business, about you know cult tactics and how they're used in marketing, about the damages and the the um, problems with things like NLP or social selling or psychological sales selling. Um, So I'm constantly very aware of that. And I do try to make sure my marketing stays in line. Yes, sometimes I have an open and closed cart. Yes, sometimes there I genuinely have to share not a sense of false scarcity, but real scarcity because I'm a person. I'm a person on the other side of these products. And with my one-on-one coaching programs, like my membership sorry, my mastermind, like the next level, which is a one-on-one mentorship for six months. I can't take 200 women into that. So when I get online and say, Hey guys, just want to let you know, I've only got two spots left. It's genuinely because I'm a person and you know, I can only take on so many clients at a time. And if I, I'm doing you a disservice if I don't let you know that. Whereas something like my aligned and abundant bundle, as many women can sign into that as you want anytime that is literally on the website all the time anyone can get it so you will never in my marketing hear me say like this is your last chance it will never be this price again bro oh marketing jargon word salad it will never hear that from me in products that don't actually have that legitimate scarcity or legitimate time or person constraints on it because it's really toxic um and so anyone knows they can actually go and actually say that in the marketing in the emails i send out this is not the last time you can get this. You can buy this any time of the year. This is not running out. There is no cap on the amount of women who can do this, but I will be sharing about it for the next week and then I won't be sharing about it again. So I'm ve- I try to be very clear in my marketing. 
but I think it's indicative of a bigger problem. Like we had a particular client come, she signed up to the Sexy Selfish Elite membership. This is now my membership that I'm now only opening twice a year. I used to have it for four years. It's been open completely, 24-7, anytime anyone can join. And that worked great, except for I really want to give more to the women in the membership. I really want to, yeah, expand and grow within that and help them in a deeper level. And the way to be able to do that was to reduce the amount of time I have to spend speaking about it to everyone else and selling it and promoting it and actually to spend the time in the membership with the women who have made that commitment. So I made the decision after four years of it being open 24-7 to open it twice a year for two weeks. And it's honestly it's been the best decision I made because now like I don't have to talk about it again for six months. I can just focus in the membership and do amazing shit with those women in there. Um, but yeah, so this is a, a situation where there, there was an end date. But in all of my marketing, I'm super clear about you need to make this decision for you, right? There is really no rush because you you'll know you'll know if this is the right time for you and it's not like i'm saying i don't know if i'll ever open it again or it'll never be open again like i'm telling you this is your chance to get it now and then i will open it again in june if you want to jump in in june that's totally fine too now might not be the right time forever and this is i think what i'm trying to get to i want people to make the right decisions for them i want them to make an informed choice i want them to read the terms and conditions i want them to check out the sales page and read the testimonials I want them to DM me their questions and ask questions and have those questions answered and to feel completely comfortable knowing that this is the right step for them. I think that so much of our industry, especially the coaching industry and the investment industry as well, is focused around normalizing anxiety and fear by telling us, you know, you're playing small. That's why you're scared about taking this or invest at all costs. You have to invest your money to grow. If you don't like push through that fear, you'll never get anywhere. And this really bro style of just shaming someone into making a decision that they're not ready for. I would rather have less women in my membership and have the right women in my membership. And that's been one thing that I really focus on over the last six months. Every single woman in my elite membership, every single woman in my abundant as fuck program knows they are ready to be there. They are ready for it completely mentally, emotionally, physically. They are ready for it because they've made that decision completely in and within themselves. And yes, the little bit of a push financially sometimes makes people uncomfortable or push just slightly out of your comfort zone. But I think the thing we've forgotten is there's three zones within that. It's not just comfort zone and outside your comfort zone, which is where growth happens. They say there's actually three zones. There's comfort zone uncomfort and then there's terror and what we've tend to do is we use these fast sale tactics webinars and sales and summits and social selling at these you know there's only 20 spots guys don't miss out we use all that to push people into terror and then we use sales psychology to convince them that that terror is normal that what they're feeling is normal and okay and expected and push through the fear and i don't care if you have to get a credit card or sell your grandma's wheelchair or go into $35,000 worth of debt to get there. This feeling is good. This feeling is right. You are on the right path. And it's wrong. It's wrong because then all you get is someone who's so, so deep in terror that even if they did all the work, their energy would be so off and so desperate and so needy that they're not going to achieve the results that they really desire anyway. Like you can't use fear guilt and shame to just manipulate people into success so it looks good on your testimonial pages 
So I will always encourage you to read the terms and conditions. I will always encourage you to fully read the sales page. I will always encourage you to ask questions. You can ask me a question about any program, any time. You can email my team, admin at sexyselfish.com, and they can let you know about any of our programs, how it runs, you know, ask questions. I think we need to normalize asking questions. You know, what will this mean for me? Do you offer refunds? If you like, how does that work? How do we work around this? What happens if I do it and it's not the right thing for me instead of, and it's very much a cult tactic is these thought stopping phrases, things like you just got to feel the fear and do it anyway. And I believe that in some instances, like public speaking, you got to feel the fear and sometimes you just got to do it anyway. But when people start using those phrases, which are thought stopping and redirecting techniques, so this is the dark side of NLP. When people start using those type of phrases to get you to hand over money, that is where we've entered a whole nother realm of unethical business practices. And the thing is, it's so common. These practices are so fucking common that if you call them out and say, "Uh uh-uh, that's not okay, you're the weird one. It's so normal and it's so expected. And that's the thing. I think, you know, when this client signed up and she was like, I didn't read the terms and conditions and it's actually not what I'm looking for. Um, It was like, there was still four days to register. There was no rush. There was no urgency. You had time to make a decision. And yes, of course, I will offer you a refund and we can work things out for you because, you know, I don't want someone yeah, impulsivity is important and it has its place but when you're making a decision to join a 12-month membership I don't want you to take that decision lightly you know you really have to know that you want to be there and I think that might be what sets me apart from business coaches that might be why my business grows slower than a lot of other people I know I constantly have this space with my husband where he's like just do what it takes to make the money. Like it's your life. No one's going to sit back at the end of the day and be like, oh, brownie points for doing it the right way when you could have been much more wealthy. And I'm like, I don't want my business to cause harm along the way. And then it's always like, well, how many businesses have you run, babe? Really? How many? Do you want to tell me how to run an ethical business? <laughs> how many companies have you founded from scratch up? Then we, then we can talk about that. And I get it. He's just passionate and protective of how hard I work and making sure I'm compensated for how much hard I work, which I am. So it's this whole thing of you have a right to slow down. Don't let anyone push you. Don't let anyone use hype and excitement and feel good. You know, when they get you at those seminars and they have you dancing on chairs and and chopping blocks of wood. And so you leave feeling feeling amazing and then going home like fuck what did I learn I felt great and I learned some stuff about myself how can I action this into reality like don't let the hype fool you don't just rely on some shiny celebrity expert with her g-wagon and her botox forehead like nothing against that but don't let someone like that sell you on skincare don't let someone with a shiny life sell you business coaching packages that have no structure and no systems all just fluff and shine it has to go deeper than that we have to do better than that as coaches in this industry we have to put our foot down and say we're going to do things the right way and it might take a little bit slower but we're going to harm a lot less people 
in the process because this industry would have a cap. It has a, a timeline on it. And the more unethical and out of integrity practices we take, the quicker we condense that timeline to fucking ourselves over. So that's my thought on that, babies. Read the terms and conditions. Don't let anyone rush you. Sit with it and trust yourself. If it is a big financial decision, speak to your partner or significant other or business partner about it. There's no such thing as like, go in now. You don't need their permission. You don't need to tell them like that. That culture is so toxic. You know, this is a big decision. Sleep on it. You know, write pros and cons lists. Do your research. And then in your gut, when you know it's right, then you know it's right. I will jump on another time and share a very, a very interesting experience I had recently with a coach who got me on the phone call for a free thing and then pretty much didn't let me get off the phone call until she tried to sell me $35,000 worth of coaching that I did not sign up for. But that is a story for another day. I hope you guys have got some value out of this podcast. I would love to hear your stories. When have you gone against your gut feeling? When have you rushed in and made an impulsive decision about a business investment that you later regret? Uh, yeah, send me up, send me, ooh, hit me up, hit me up, send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear your take on this. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on The Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.